This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Google I.O. is the search giant's annual developer conference, which gives us a chance to show off features coming to services like Search, as well as hardware like its Pixel phones and the Nest Hub smart displays. Let's break down the biggest news. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to run through all the news is mobile reporter Eli Blumenthal. Welcome, Eli. Thanks for having me. So this was a long, long keynote, two hours, but I want to start at the very end, in which Google or Sindar teases a video of a pair of smart glasses. This is this is a thing. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is something that Google's doing. Uh, I think a lot of us probably remember Google Glass, which was also first teased at a Google I.O. developer conference, I guess now probably close to a decade ago. And obviously those never really took off. These look like a pair of regular glasses. There appears to be some kind of display. Google really didn't show off much about what this product is, but this display can apparently in real time show you live translation of different languages. And that looks honestly really pretty cool. No, that, it looked amazing. Well, it's important to note that unlike a lot of these other demonstrations, this was not like a live demo on stage. This was a slickly produced video. Uh, we don't actually know if any of it's actually real or if it's kind of like a concept. I mean, there was a hint that there, there was a suggestion that the people testing it were testing a legit product. Uh, but we really don't know, right? Because a lot of this was shot with this very kind of highly controlled video. Exactly. As you said, it, it was very much not like the rest of I.O., where when Google was showing off new Android improvements, they were showing real-time demos or what appeared to be real-time demos uh, in front of a live audience, I think we should mention. This was, as you said, a controlled video that they produced very well designed. Well, sorry, very well done video, I should say, but uh, a video nonetheless, not something that they were whipping out on stage or I think as, uh, I guess, when the original Google Glass was introduced, I'm pretty sure uh, Sergey uh, Brin or, or Larry Page jumped off a some kind of uh, jumped out of a plane, plane. right? Yes, to, to bring those yes. up. This was not anywhere near as flashy, but potentially could be actually impactful. Absolutely. Well, let's. Uh, you, you know, you're the you're the mobile guy. Let's let's talk about some of the phones because not just the phones, but the Pixel lineup. I think the last 40, 45 minutes is really a discussion of the hardware that's coming, which is interesting because this is usually a very software focused show, but they really kind of went all in on hardware. Like, talk a little bit about some of the products that they talked about, none of which are actually coming out right away. Like this is stuff that's coming out down the line, correct? Yeah. Google showed off today its vision of hardware and how they really want to control that experience, I guess, similar to what Apple has been doing for years. So they introduced a variety of devices or teased, I should say, instead of announcing and releasing products. So they teased uh, or announced a new Pixel 6a, a more affordable version of the Pixel 6 from last year. That will be available in July, so it's not ready for purchase right right away, uh, but it will start at $449. They showed off a new Pixel Watch that is coming in the fall. They showed off a quick first look 
of the new Pixel 7 and 7 Pro. They're high-end phones that are generally the showcase for what they envision the Android experience to be. That's also coming in the fall. Uh, they showed off new Pixel Buds Pro, higher-end higher earbuds designed, I guess, to take on Apple's AirPods Pro and, and some of the wireless earbuds from Sony and Samsung and the like. And they also teased a new Pixel tablet. And they spent a, a few minutes today talking about the Android tablet experience and maybe finally are ready to give that another go. But that product, even though they showed it on stage, kind of in a, in a more of a video demo uh, section, that product, the Pixel tablet, is not coming out until sometime in 2023. Right. Or that is, that, that's a lot of Pixel products in, in one go. I mean, what, what did you make of that? The fact that they basically were telegraphing what this family is going to look like for the next year or so. I think it was a pretty interesting approach from Google. Again, going back to that idea that they want to take a more assertive approach to controlling the experience. And to do that, you really need to make the hardware as well as the software. To have that seamless where you can, you know, copy and paste something, uh, something they also showed off today in one of their demos from an Android phone and have it go on to another device. You need to really own that entire experience to be able to, to do a lot of these more advanced features. Apple has uh, something called universal control where you could bring an iPad and put it next to a Mac and just literally drag your cursor from one to the other. And, and these type of experiences, again, you need some better control than I guess what Google has been able to get thus far with partners like OnePlus or Samsung or Sony or back in the day, LG or HTC. And it'll be interesting to see how Google positions itself and how Google's partners respond to this. And if they are intimidated at all by Google, you know, really becoming more of a hardware focus in the past, the Pixel line before it, the Nexus line was more of a showcase, but never really a threat to Samsung's Galaxy, for example. Right. No, th that's a great point because I think for a long time, Google has always walked the line between being a supportive partner that's creating the platform for a lot of these hardware makers and not a peer competitor. And they've kind of, with the Nexus and even some of the early Pixel phones, they were trying to, they were clear as to not be a direct competitor. But now it seems like they threw that away and they're just like, nope, we're just going to own the system. We're going to be like Microsoft with their Surface or Apple with this line of products. We're going to have a complete, almost closed ecosystem that they can basically touch element, every element of it, whether it's hardware or software. So, It'll be interesting to see what the competitors think about that. Uh, now, one of the other big aspects of I.O. is you know running through the next version of Android, Android 13, which is for, for a lot of you who have Android phones, I mean, this is sort of a tease of what your phone will actually be able to do. I'm curious what some of the notable features were from Android 13. Anything that stood out to you as something that Android fans can look forward to? The Google Wallet improvements. Uh, are welcome in my mind. Uh, the ability to now not only support credit cards, but you know, office badges or vaccine records or potentially car keys or student IDs, that's all really welcome to me. And that's something that Apple has been working on for Apple Wallet. So to see Google bringing that over for the Android world is welcome. I still think Google needs to clear up what is Google Wallet, what is Android Pay, what is Google Pay. They, they have had a lot of names for their wallet type experience over the years it's now google wallet for storing all of these aforementioned forms of id whether it's credit cards or transit passes or actual ids driver's licenses and vaccine passports and the like and then there's 
the Google Pay, which is more of the, I guess, their Rakuten-like uh, product that gives you discounts on things and also can be used to pay for stuff and kind of work like Venmo. I, I would love to see Google clarify, but Google's always had a ton of different apps. Messaging has been a, a particularly interesting aspect for Google over the years. And they actually focused on messaging a little bit today. Again, they've been hitting at messaging uh, a lot over the past few months, particularly trying to address the green bubble uh, phenomena. That is basically if you have an iPhone and you're messaging someone on Android, it appears as green bubbles. There's sometimes a social stigma potentially attached to it. Um, they're, they're trying to hit at that. They are introducing support or not introducing, they've had support for a next generation version of text messaging called RCS or Rich Communication Services. And they continue to tout that support today during IO. Uh, they've made pitches for Apple to support it. Whether Apple eventually does, Roger, your your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see with that. Uh, and then moving on beyond sort of the mobile side of things, you know, they, they, there was a lot of talk about artificial intelligence. You know, using um, AI to power their searches, uh, incorporating search and AR. Just curious what uh, what stood out from that front? Uh, you know, because the, the the idea of like these visual searches using your phone. Um, phone's camera to kind of actually run searches in the real world. That was an interesting aspect. What do you think about that? They, they had a few things that were pretty interesting to, to me during that portion of, of the program. A lot of that is very technical. And a lot of that, because again, this is a developer conference. This is something that's geared towards getting the developer base excited for what you can do with Google's tools. Uh, but they showed off examples of word problems, math word problems being solved uh, by Google AI, including Google AI showing the steps, which as somebody who uh, I guess was, was in school not too long ago, that that could be really useful for a lot of students and could potentially shake up the uh, education world. It'll be interesting to see what, what that can do. And it's definitely as far as a proof of concept of, of what or how powerful Google's tools are. That That is certainly impressive. Uh, they showed off a really interesting update coming to the Nest Hub Max, where you can just look at it. And instead of saying the wake word, in, in Google's case, it's hey Google, um, to summon the smartest, the Google assistant that's inside that device, you can just look at it, and the camera will recognize that you're looking at it, and then be able to respond to prompts or questions. That is a very cool piece of technology, and one that I am incredibly hesitant to actually want to necessarily bring into my life. <laughs> well, that's that's the question I have for you on that is like, how comfortable do you think people are going to be to basically have a camera that's always on waiting to see if you're staring at it? I I have no idea. We, we've kind of gotten accustomed to these type of voice assistants permeating various aspects of our lives, whether it's through Amazon devices and, and the A word or, or Google's assistant. To have voice and to have a camera, I think, is a very large divide. And the same way there was a lot of hesitation and still is a lot of hesitation around Facebook's uh, smart, uh, how should we describe them, the Facebook portal device, the those type of smart picture frame, interactive. The smart video chat device, yeah. Video chat devices. Right. Exactly. I, I don't know how much of that hesitation is going to go away 
because it's Google. And Google already knows so much about you to have a, in theory, always watching camera. And Google says all, I should note, that all of the processing that's being done with this feature is being done locally and not in Google servers. But the idea that still this is a Google device that is connected to the internet, that is always watching, uh, I, don't, I don't know about having that in my, in my home. Uh, it was interesting that when they were doing this demo, they had to turn on the camera. And they made a point to turn the camera back on, which I think is kind of lending some support to the idea that the people that have these devices probably keep the camera off when it's not being used for video chats or whatever else they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was an interesting announcement given the fact that they did spend a fair amount of time talking about privacy and security. Uh, Interesting aspect. Uh, lots more to dig into later this week. Eli, thank you for your time. You can check out our full Google I.O. coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.